Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You're about to launch into a Mad Wednesday Joy podcast. You're on Mad Wednesdays on Joy 94.9 with Rach and Dean. Rach, have you ever thought about if you were to have a family, how you would do it, what you would do? Many times. Uh, I'm still trying to find a date. I've also thought about surrogating. um, Yeah. There's a lot to think about. There's lots to think about. You know, when it comes to our communities, there's a lot of different avenues and spaces and places that you can take, but there's a lot to look at and a lot to think about. And joining us now on the line is a fabulous Joyster who also, uh, this is where they they love to kind of live. This is where they like to inform and educate. It's a lovely Amelia. Hello. Hi, Dean. Hi, Rach. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. So you're doing a seminar... um, for about fertility, and it's going to cover off a whole heap of things. Can you tell us a bit about what it's going to be? Yeah, for sure. So anyone who spent literally any time with me, Rach, will know that I am highly obsessed with um, <laughs> the process of making babies, um, especially with queers, because um, I trained as a scientist in reproductive medicine, and I find it just so absolutely fascinating that we can make tiny humans um, with science. So yeah. I've worked over the past um, few years over my career with numerous fertility clinics and I used to coordinate a, um, donor sperm uh, fertility cycles for queer and straight women or where there, wherever there was a need for donor sperm, really. And as a closeted queer girl at the time, uh, who was to know that that would be such a useful thing to do? <laughs> um, so re- most recently about the um, LGBTIQ webinar that we're going to be doing. So I've been working uh, with Monash IVF recently to ensure that their assisted reproductive technology services are inclusive for all members of the LGBTIQ community, which for me, really means thinking past lesbian and gay communities. Yeah, because that's um, a really big... Uh, that that broadens the scope of what it means for IVF in a really massive way, doesn't for it? For sure, for sure. Because, you know, people have been having um, rainbow uh, babies and families for, for a very long time, either yeah. outside of uh, fertility clinics or, or through fertility clinics. But what I'm really uh, passionate about doing is working with fertility clinics to meet the needs of trans and gender diverse folks, mm. people with intersex variations, and um, multi-gender attracted folks as well. So um, as a queer myself, I'm and also a person who's worked in this area, I'm just super delighted that um, it's work that Monash IVF have been committed to doing. Like I just heard when I was waiting for your call, Dane, um, that Monash IVF is a joy sponsor whilst I was waiting. Ah, So that made me smile (laughs) because like, you know, mainstream orgs often aren't super great at putting their money and time into creating safer experiences for LGBTIQ communities. So it's nice that um, those folks are actually, you know, putting their money where their mouth is and committing to doing this well for our community. Absolutely. Now, when we often, like you were saying, when we often think about and talk about fertility, we think of two men that can't have a baby or two women that are in a relationship and can't have a baby and, and how do we, you know, and maybe there's an opportunity for them to create a blended family or, or a turkey baster or whatever. But when it comes yeah. to, well, well, I, I was trying to find a way around just saying that, but let's face it, it's the easiest way. No, for but sure. But when for we sure. look at the spectrum and diversity uh, of our 
queer communities, uh, you know, that it means something completely different to a member of a trans community that's in a, in a relationship or intersex. 100%. And that that has a lot of different levels that come with it as well, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly right. And so my involvement is um, also training and working with the specialist in affirming language for all members of LGBTIQ community as a whole. So breaking down gendered language that we're used to hearing when we're talking about reproductive organs, instead of female reproductive organs and male reproductive organs, just saying what it is that you're meaning. So person with a uterus or yeah. um, person who um, produces sperm. Also normalising the use of pronouns um, and um, non-binary gender identity, explaining what assisted reproductive technologies can mean for LGBTIQ folks outside of a surrogacy arrangement or as just um, utilising a sperm donor with, you know, a turkey based or IVF. So they're gonna, we're going to be looking at a whole different uh, range of uh, topics relevant specifically for the LGBTIQ community. So I'll be um, emceeing the, uh, the webinar, which will be really fun. And then we'll be hearing from a range of different uh, fertility specialists, um, donor coordinators and counsellors who work um, specifically with LGBTIQ community members. So looking at what insemination is, looking at what IVF is, if you have two people in a relationship who both uh, have ovaries and produce eggs, what could that mean for um, for treatment? Do Could one person potentially donate their egg to the other person and they carry a pregnancy? What does um, what can surrogacy look like? What um, what does it mean to be able to use sperm donors? Um, and would that uh, donor be known to you or clinic recruited? Yeah. Um, treatment options for transgender folks who take gender affirming hormones, um, as well as um, any kind of uh, fertility preservation that could be uh, relevant for people before they undergo that process. So there's so many things that. Um, we don't really know are things we need to think about until you get to the point of um, potentially creating rainbow families. Also, yeah. huge things like cost. Like, how much is, is it going to cost and how much do you need to save up before even, um, you know, thinking about what it could mean to, um, to create your family and what kind of options are available uh, to people who, who need to use that. Uh, technology. So it's going to be quite comprehensive um, and I'm super excited that it's actually something that's even being offered for community because we never really get the opportunity to ask these kinds of questions from specialists who do this work. Yeah, it's amazing because I've just been thinking about it as you've been speaking and the amount of people uh, who are from the LGBTI community who want to make babies that would need mm. to use this sort of thing is the number mm -hmm. would be extraordinary in percentages. Uh, look, I'm not very statistical. Whereas, yeah, it would be a much smaller percentage of a hetero community because, yeah, yeah so they should but be doing more of this. <laughs> 100%. And I'm really glad that they're actually, um, you know, employing folks with lived experience to do some of this work as well. And the, um, what are the, so when I worked as a donor coordinator, for example, 50% uh, of the folks that I saw coming through, so largely cisgender women, were um, queer, identified as queer and had um, a same gender partner, or were um, single women whose um, sexuality was either um, straight bi or queer and then only 10% of the folks that I saw who came through for um, donor sperm use were in heterosexual uh, wow. relationships wow. where there was a male factor in fertility so there's a huge amount of queers coming through um, mainstream services mostly um, so it's great that um, specifically with Monash IVF that they're actually committing to doing this work in a really 
safe and affirming way um, because they see so many queers because sometimes we need a little bit of help to create our families. Yeah. Uh, like, my partner was not born with sperm, so I'm going to need some of that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's um, really great to be able to have a space to ask those questions and there will be a Q&A as well. So for people who uh, want to come along, listen to what the specialists have to say and then ask them questions that they either A, haven't um, thought of before or haven't been able to find any information about, um, bring those questions along um, and we can put them to the specialists and see what they have to say. I think what really excites me as well is I know that there are going to be people who have questions that they haven't even thought of. Uh, when they yeah, start to exactly. hear this information, there's going to be stuff that you haven't thought of or stuff that you might have been too afraid to ask your general practitioner or another medical mm. professional. And this mm -hmm. is going to be a great and safe space for you to listen, for you to ask these questions so that you can mm -hmm. get the kind of answers that are going to help you to be able to think about how you make your rainbow family. I think it's so important. It, exactly. And knowledge is power in this kind of you know, space, walking into a healthcare setting can feel really disempowering for a lot of people, especially mm -hmm. queers who have a history of, you know, um, our elders being institutionalised and, you know, pathologised. So walking into a healthcare setting can feel really scary for some folks. And so knowing that that um, is not only going to be um, or more likely to be a safe and affirming experience, but one where you're welcomed and something that should be really exciting, talking about creating little people and, and families, like knowing that that's um, something that you're prepared for and you have knowledge um, and power walking into that um, into that setting can make all the difference. Now, this is happening next Tuesday, isn't it? That's right. So it's next Tuesday, the 16th of June, at, starting at 6.30pm, so after um, business hours. Um, for folks who want to uh, register to attend, it's completely free and they can do so by visiting uh, monashivf.com and registering for the webinar through their uh, webpage also through their Facebook page as well. I love how excited you always sound and you're always so passionate <laughs> about all of the topics that you talk about. So thank you so much for speaking to us today, Amelia. Um, definitely thank sounds like something that I could be interested in. And I in. want everyone else to be just as excited as Amelia is right now to be able to talk <laughs> about this so that you can can go and, and jump onto the webinar. The beauty of a webinar means you can access it from wherever you are. You can learn, you can listen, you can ask questions and that'll get you just as excited, which I, I'm very here for. And then in Amelia, words, then you can make little humans. <laughs> <laughs> More little humans, please. Thank you for joining Thanks. us and I love Thanks, your passion. Sir. It's so wonderful. Thanks, folks. Appreciate you having me on. Bye. You're, you're on Mad Wednesdays on Joy 94.9. You've been listening to a Mad Wednesday Joy podcast, driving you home and keeping you sane for your hump day. Live every Wednesday from 4 on Joy 94.9. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.